Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Ball Bags Podcast, episode 2.18, the third final episode of season two or the third last um i'm delighted to be joined by <laughs> squeaky hips the bottom feeder athlete uh how are you mate get that get those hips looked at yeah, uh he's just he's just leaning into a good episode here <laughs> How are we, man? Are we all good? A bit worse for wear, but all good. I'm just not. Is the bottom feet wearing a, a vintage Madrid shirt? Yeah. Fuck you and nice. fuck Liverpool. All right, thanks. It's it's so it's so vintage. It looks like you got it from the local mark, yeah. market. Pride costs you nothing, though. He's <laughs> <laughs> raging. Looking. <laughs> um. Busy weekend, I suppose. Um, I don't know if we had any classic fixtures or whatever, but there was some... I think summer came in a big way, obviously, with the FA Cup final and then, obviously, the, the semi-finals of the Heineken Cup. Weather was glorious, especially yesterday. So, I'm going to kick into it, gents. Bottom feeder alley. Who was your player of the week? Uh, Jared Bowen, just for making the, the Premier League very interesting there, coming down to the last couple of games. So... Um, he scored twice today for West Ham. So, yeah, he's my uh, player of the week. You okay, bottom feeder? Was bit, that was a bit, you know, under the weather that sounded like just a bit there. Bit there I know, I just, I, like, I don't want to be berating you, like, in front of your face as well, just, like, the Liverpool might lose, you know, so. I'm just, yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to be nice, that's all. It's fine. Some some balls for a man whose side is probably going to be lucky to make the yeah, conference league. Look, let's not do that. <laughs> now I can't say much because I think Arsenal pretty much all but confirmed of making the Europa League, and um, we're definitely dropping points. Does that new European thing not uh, kick in this year, where they might give the Premier League five teams, or is that actually for the new format? I don't know. You'll still be playing Thursday nights on Virgin, mate. Don't worry. I'd rather not leave it to chance. Um, coach, who's your player of the week and why? Um, my coach, my coach, my player is Costas <laughs> Simikas. Gimme, 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 Costas Simikas. Um, why? Um, the Greek scouts. I just put the ball in the back of the net. We won the FA Cup. Um, 
Man kicked the penalty. All yeah, no, it's literally all he did, and then had a, a decent celebration after. Um, but I mean, there was no one else deserving of it. You know, the bottom feeders picked Jared Bowen, which probably would have been second. And you know, I'm sure you're going to reveal yours. So there wasn't a whole lot left on the on the field. Well, I thought you could have picked a number of players from the Leinster performance. Yeah, fair. Uh, yes, sorry, yesterday. Um, I went with Johnny Sexton, but there's a number. Um, I could have picked Ross Maloney, was brilliant. He actually was better than James Ryan, which is saying something. Um, Kalen Doris is fantastic. But you saw Johnny Sexton, given his age, he keeps turning up. Maybe not always in a green jersey, but always in a blue jersey. Um, that was a huge result for, for Leinster. Um, I know we probably become a bit num- numb to them at this stage, but still. And it was a huge performance against the reigning European champions and the wor- the current world player of the year in Antoine Dupont. So that's who got my nomination. But uh, if we had to pick one, gents, who is it and why? It's got to be Sexton, doesn't it? Like, as much as I love to hate him, uh, he'd probably put on the best performance yeah, of the weekend. Sexton is good for this. And to be fair, if Jared Bowen, he should have probably done more to win it. <laughs> should have got the the a, w- a West Ham hat-trick. win probably changes it a little bit like even if he gets the two goals and a win now yeah. riddle me this if as things stand right as things stood just before the penalty if West Ham went on to win it would you not give the player of the week to Fabianski because he turned momentum back in West Ham's favour look we're talking on hypotheticals but fair enough um, looks was next up obviously is agreed to disagree we've a lot to get through this week um, I'm just going to throw some opinions from the weekend at the lads and see what their kind of thoughts are bottom feet of athlete is going to take us through the NBA which we're getting to kind of crunch time two game sevens tonight we're recording on Sunday this is with Monday morning um, big night and we'll know we'll know we'll know who's who's in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals um, by the time this goes out so and then obviously the coach has the rebrand of Risers and Fallers. It's what's hot and what's not. So we need more sound effects or like an yeah, intro do, or something. Yeah. Make it better. Okay. But uh, weekend opinions, gents. So I've just a few thoughts on the weekend. I said throw them out and see which is kind of thing. So first one is traditions in sport. So growing up as kids, you knew what weekend the Grand National was on. You knew what weekend the FA Cup final was on. You knew when Wimbledon was on, etc., etc., etc. You might have jumped over tables in the garden when the Grand National was on. You might have took a dab at tennis when Wimbledon was on. And you definitely played football in the back garden when the FA Cup final was on. Did the Premier League's decision to make the FA Cup final a standalone day? Last year they had some Premier League fixtures. They didn't cross over in terms of kickoff times, but they, there was no Premier League fixtures the day of the FA Cup final. Did that restore a bit of the old shine or kind of a bit of the relevancy of the FA Cup, which probably has been lacking in kind of the past few seasons? Um, yes and no. Like I think if they stick with it, it I'm not sure one year is going to be enough to to do that. But I get it because everyone watched it, didn't they? They were probably lucky the way it fell with the two teams that were left. Um, but like if, if the reality was if, if that's two smaller teams, let's say it's a Villa and a Wolves or something, like 
is it going to have the same effect? You probably wouldn't even watch it, possibly. Yeah, but at least they get the they get the day to themselves, then, then don't they? If it is two smaller teams, like. But does it still get greater numbers? I'd argue it would still get greater numbers than it would have got that like that fixture, a Villa Wolves, which be huge in the Midlands. Yeah. It would still get more attention. To be, yeah, but to be fair though, you you wouldn't know how popular it will be if it's not ever going to be so, like it's free to air. So I mean, because it's free to air, like say in Ireland, we always would watch FA Cup because you know parents and whatever would not not shell out for Sky Sports and all that sort of crack. Like so, FA Cup is what we watch growing up probably, uh, and match of the day and that like whatever's on BBC or ITV occasionally. Um, so you probably wouldn't. It's probably not relevant knowing how popular it is until. You know, it's it's someone has to pay for it or go to the pub to watch it or whatever. Which is probably the the, the you know the magic of it as well is that it is free there and everyone it's it's you know anyone can view it. Um. So hopefully it's something they kind of continue with. Um. Or do we overemphasize the beauty of the cup and is it just another competition? No, I think it's I think it's fair to I think the day giving it its own day is is good for it. I know Of course you say that as a United fan though, because when's the next final you're actually gonna be in? Yeah, but that's the closest thing that you've got to any type of final, to be fair, like. Yeah. And you, and when you do get there, which you will eventually you will get there. You're you'll want that day just about it's as minimal. Pure as United, like. Madrid jersey on, isn't it? He's just like fucking today and going for him. Like, <laughs> no, it's a it's a Galactico shirt. It's nice. It has relevance and it's legendary. But, uh, you know, you know, you will get there and you'll want that. There. It's it's just let's be honest. You get more money from getting relegated from the championship than you do for winning the FA Cup. So I mean, of course, yeah. If you're a United fan, I'm probably you probably want to just get relegated as soon as you can because you're not going to win the league. It'll be okay for the league. Two years. No, two, you won't. Two years. You won't. Two years. Yeah, if you mean the championship, yeah, and then look, <laughs> I don't, I actually don't think there's any chance. The Europa Conference League is a tough competition. If you just pulled Rangers in that, you're anywhere, anyone like, yeah, you just won't, yeah, no, sell. You've been shot, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, I know Leinster are obviously a better side, but did Munster? do Leinster a big favour last week um, it was fairly evident to, evident to think that Toulouse were, were off the boil um, look, that could probably just be back to back weeks playing big games but Leinster would have played back to back games in big weeks or big games sorry, in successive weeks so did Munster do, Toulouse, do Leinster a massive favour Extra time in rugby is not something I've ever actually physically experienced, but I can only imagine it. It's like you know the way they do their recovery on the Monday. They probably had Tuesday off as well. Mm. Mm. It, I'm assuming they didn't fly out, of, or did they? Do you reckon they flew back to Toulouse and then flew back in on Thursday? I would like to know what their timeline was like. I'm assuming they did. I know, um, Terenier College uh, runners up at the AIL were very very. Um, Jesus they were very you know good to loan them the ground to Toulouse on, on, on the Friday to play five aside um, I reckon their downfall was probably playing five aside um, and not actually practicing rugby do you not think they stay, should they not have just stayed there for the week 
yeah, I don't know if they knew. Like, I would imagine that they had flights booked back Saturday night, Sunday just morning. Just in case Leinster lost. Not, or not, yeah, just not knowing the way of the draw. And I'd imagine they went back. Because you'd always rather prehab, rehab, that type of thing in your own facilities. But I just think it probably was a bit of a stretch having to fly back into Dublin then maybe on the Friday, maybe Friday morning. Three days max. On top um, of being off the Monday and Tuesday, look, probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, active recovery. But I, I do think Munster did, did him a solid. Like, we would see it now. I know it's a week between, but a week in rugby is still tight enough. Um, we see it every time we have kind of a major international championship, be that a f- football world or European championship or rugby world cup. That side has a huge win in the quarterfinals. That kind of takes it all out of them, and then they get put to the sword easy enough in the semi-finals. So I do think. I'm just just from their social media accounts, they do seem to have travelled back to Toulouse and trained in Toulouse for the week. Yeah. No. So. At the start, Ernest Vallon. It's you. <laughs> Fair. So just I can confirm uh, that. So 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 to to get to the question, do we think? That Munster might have done Leinster yeah, in the future. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like, if they were to play, you know, if they were to play a league game, a Pro 14 league game, they probably would have had just as tough a game. Like, you know, most of those teams are probably better yeah. than Munster at the moment. But that league game wouldn't have gone to extra time. True. Yeah, true, true. Don't know. Um, and then penalties. Um, but look, we parked that there. I didn't think I was going to get that out of the coach anyway. Um, something told me that um, next up they're out they've been absolutely magic I don't care what you think of them storylines alone the Grizzlies have been fantastic for the NBA playoffs this season are the Grizzlies building towards being a perennial challenger yeah 100% the core of players is there you should. like it, the, yeah. that core of young players is there it's just keeping the big fella himself healthy isn't it kind of going forward and it's praying we don't have another Derrick Rose yeah it's praying like, that we don't have another Derrick Rose I would argue you get maybe a, a one veteran in in the summer just to kind of steer them into growing up a little bit more and then I think that you, that core kind of, is good to go as it is to be you kind of love to see Chris Prawl available. So, but you know, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would. Anyone though. like that would yeah. genuinely... You're talking now 50 wins is the is the floor next year. And now you're talking with 55, 60 wins being their thing going forward. So, mm. yeah, I'd, I'd be envious enough now of that kind of core young players, to be honest with you. Fair. New, dominant, new title challenger in the West. Um, and the last one, just for a bit of fun, um, but the NBA draft kicks off on Thursday. NFL draft has been any sport now. If you could draft any former player to start their career at your side right now, who is it and why? So if you're drafting, say, Steven Gerrard to play for Man United, he's starting now, but he's starting as the Steven Gerrard that broke into the Liverpool side and he's having that career replicated at Man United over the next so no Premier League titles (laughs) (laughs) 
But a Champions League title. Yeah. An yeah, epic one too with that. <laughs> and an FA Cup title. Uh, probably the best FA Cup final in the last uh, 20 years maybe. And regular reg- regular Tuesday and Wednesday night football. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad example yeah. on my behalf. To be fair, I, that was destined to spark. One is. So, who is that? Who you, who you got? Do yeah, yeah think who it? you got? I'm probably taking Tom Brady to Philly. Um, don't tell anyone else I said this, but yeah. I want seven seven titles for Philadelphia. Yeah, that'll, I'll take that. That would be my one. Does it, does it count with internationals? Yeah, can do. I'd, it's literally just a four form. I'd love break the rules as much as you want. I'd love to get a ten into the Irish rugby team. Uh, top class. If you were getting O'Gara again, maybe or or even Johnny again. Dan Carter. Because why would you not Dan get Carter. Dan Carter? And even they <laughs> okay, yeah, loved the okay. guy here, didn't he, at the time? Yeah. yeah. Like okay, we'll go Dan Carter because right, I think that's where we're going to struggle for next. Once, yeah, once Johnny's yeah, gone, I think yeah, we're going to struggle. Very, be very inconsistent. There's very few top nations would allow a fly half to play that long at international rugby and not have a contingency plan. If you're doing it from a football perspective, though, I think I think Liverpool right now need a central striker that can lead a press. Uh, I just don't know who that is because if you look, who would it be? Would you have Wayne Rooney playing in that Liverpool? No, side? just out of curiosity. No, no, no. no. He wasn't. What do you mean, a scouse lad? He wasn't. A, he wasn't a presser, though, was he? Like, you're not. You're, I, I think he could. I think he, if you, if you, if he had to play for that Liverpool he team now, I think he, he'd be unbelievable for them. Davavia. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he'd be a good fit. Although, didn't he do a bit of touchy feely stuff over in New York? So maybe I wouldn't <laughs> pick him. Jeez, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that. But this, 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 this segment is taking. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I actually yourself. would have taken because at the time it, it, when you look back at it it's such a realistic Dwayne Wade to the Nuggets ahead of Mello uh, if you got the best out of Mello you wouldn't need uh, yeah Wade. well yeah. fucking <laughs> batter me today you deserve that Jeez. you deserve that for wearing a Siemens Real Madrid jersey, jersey. Uh, is it not why is it Oh, Emirates, that's new. No, oh, it's not. It's not even vintage. Yeah, I thought it was the Siemens. Yeah, it's one. not even a Galactica one. Thomas Gravison. I thought you Gravison on the back. Not wrong with Tommy Gravison. Um, Tommy G. Um, yeah, look, that's all from me. I'll hand it over to the bottom feeder right now for a bit more in depth at the NBA playoffs. Right, so we've been going with a few questions to the panel the last few weeks. So I have a few. More questions today. Um, we're just going to see where both of you lie with them. Uh, so, the first one is at the the end of one process and the start of another. Um, there does look like there's going to be serious changes made to the Sixers, either through staff or or the roster this year. Um, and Bede is going to be playing his technically twenty ninth year season. Um, 
next year. So and look, Embiid is obviously a very physically imposing player, but he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be putting up twenty seven and ten when he's thirty seven years of age either. So I like the Sixers seem to be wasting his prime. So do we think that the Sixers can run it back with that core and a different coach, or do they need to blow it up? Um, on the comment of the Sixers wasting his prime, I disagree. I think he's a bit soft. I think he's a bit injury prone. I think the Sixers and Embiid are actually a perfect fit. They both seemed destined to talk a lot and not do a lot of a lot. Um, <coughs> if I was a money man and a deep analytical thinker like Daryl Morey, I would say yes. If we trade him now, he may hurt us in the next season. But he won't hurt us for much longer. Um, because I do think the injuries are starting to Pile yeah, there up. is there is players I don't think that can work, uh, isn't it? But I just don't see him being one of them. Yeah. No, no. Um, I'd move off him. Um, and and it's it almost seemed for the last maybe two seasons that the seventy sixers are kind of just throwing good money after bad by keeping Ben Simmons and and Embiid. Because they'd started this whole trust the process when they both started out. But the time to move off them, I think arguably, was maybe two seasons ago. And nothing's changed. So, yeah, I'd be moving off them if I was... Dalmore. I Personally, I would as well. I don't think he will move Embiid mm. anywhere. But I would just blow it all up. Because they're always, yeah, they to, they're yeah. always going to be that... Like that side, it's just going to be good enough to get you 48, 50 wins every year. They're the Nuggets. They're where the Nuggets are for, and have been for the last few seasons. Yeah. Like Jokic has been brilliant and Bede has been brilliant. You could argue, you could argue for either, say, for MVP this season. But in the heel and the real, neither are up to much in the playoffs. And I'm not having a dig at you in saying that. I mean, quite critical. Um, and I just think. At the end of the day, I'm a Knicks fan, so what do I know? Yeah, but it, it, moving off, just moving off. Like when you think of what they could have done and what they ended up with, it just seems that like you just kind of sometimes you're if you get a box, like just accept the fact you're after getting a box and and get out of that scrap, you know. And I think they need to just cut their losses with. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think there's I think there's more scope for improving the Nuggets. Then there is, I think the six six are tight and be they either move off them or they just accept this. Whereas I think the Nuggets can make some yeah. moves and keep Jokic as part of the plan and improve. It's, yeah, but that could that could swing really quickly badly for Denver as well because it's already kind of swung negatively. I think more than positively. Like Jamal Murray will come back from his ACL tear, and I know ACL tears are not what they used to be, but. That doesn't mean he is the same player, you know, that we've seen from the the bubble and then right up until his injury when he was he was starting to heat off again. But it's Porter's back really that kinda look, NBA seven foot players mm-hmm. in it and backs. And we and they had mm-hmm. just paid him so while in reality they're both young players and could come back and, and you could have a really nice core again. 
that like it's I'd be firmly split down the middle that that could be like really bad where you're blowing that up next year as well I'm moving off a whole of them if you can or it all comes back mm. it all comes really well and you've nice nice tree of of players to build around and, and try and get back on the saddle again so yeah it's a it's a it, if, as far as Philly goes I'm blowing it up fuck it we've seen enough mm. yeah fair next one is so Giannis has kind of sounded the war bells and Jason Tatum fucking delivered in game six uh, I know I know he's had bigger point kind of games that's definitely the biggest game of his career like from a playoff regular season the whole lot I think that is that's a fucking huge one isn't it where is he going what are you going to say I just want to yeah. preface this question. If anyone's listening this week and notices that this maybe seems a little bit rushed. We record the podcast on a Sunday. We're all yeah. desperate to get out for a game seven for the ages. Um, as you were. So, uh, so the question is, right, obviously this, this series has been, I, I wouldn't call it dirty series I'd call it like the intensity of this series has been unbelievable it's in my memory the best series I've watched could be in the last maybe five or six years it's it's there if we were to reduce the games the regular season games why can't we have more regular season games with the intensity like these playoff some of these playoff games well absolutely but like, just to give the season a bit uh, more like, bite, do we not think that it's a fair thing? What gives intensity? Yeah, intensity is, is brought on by urgency. So with eighty-two regular season games, there's not a lot of urgency. So yes, if you reduce the number of regular season games, you will. Do we think six? Like if there were sixty-two games in a regular season, do we think we get more games like this throughout the year? Not necessarily. But I'm trying, I don't but think. I don't know if you get in the regular season. I think if you dropped it to best of five instead of best of seven, I think you get more games than this, this, like in the future. So you'd argue dropping the playoff games. I'd, I'd argue dropping both. It's probably too long a season. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't be against dropping both. What do you think, coach? Yeah. Or even round one. Round one could be a best of five. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I think the regular season probably has to be cut because there's a lot of Mickey Mouse games that actually don't really mean it and then teams don't really care about them till the mid-season. Like, I just don't know how you do that fairly because obviously there's a lot of maths involved in terms of you have to get points and blah, blah, blah. So what way do you cut it? Do you make teams play your less? Do you maybe not go cross conference till later stage or I, I don't know I don't know what way you'd work it like I think they'd have to do something kind of do you chop the format completely and go something different altogether the, the divisions in the NFL always seem to have much more of a weight on them than no one ever talks about division playing the NBA there's a key you know? there's a key key difference though the NFL has yeah. 17 games you have 17 but games but even if you have 60 regular games in the NBA is there any way 
that they can just make winning the division all of that more impactful I don't know if you necessarily want it um, in the NBA I don't think if it works in the NBA like the thing about why the division is so important is because you do have one one game to look forward to mm. a week. Do you know what I mean? So like every Sunday is important, and you've seventeen games to make it to the playoffs. Mm. But like with the NBA, when you've got four games a week, like you think the, you think the NBA is bad, you should you should try uh, following Major League Baseball. I think there's something like, like yeah, there's something like eighteen hundred regular season games or something well, crazy. Um, a year. 160 yeah. and, and yeah, every every week is like a playoff in terms of they go home and away home and away or they might go home home away home mm. away away or something like it's crazy the travel they put in it's crazy like the diehards can't even keep up with the the fixture list well. and as a result the stadiums aren't get selling out like I remember I've been to a Miami game it's, it's just incredible stadium incredible all that. but the atmosphere is shit because people don't buy tickets there's just too many games and they actually have a period of the season where they'll all switch off. They'll call it, they, it's called the dog days of summer, and no one's really paying attention to it. Yeah, it just fades into the background. But if you look at the American sport in Canada, there's nothing else on, so that should be its peak season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's probably why baseball has kind of lost its holding as American sport. Yeah, to be fair. But to answer your question, yeah, I think if they if they sharpen it up, I think Adam Silver is. I like him. I think he's intelligent enough. He's aware enough of what's going on. I think they would definitely see themselves as having a possibility to separate themselves from Major League Baseball and the NHL and be up there competing as the top two sports in America, which they can easily do because they're all about the superstar. Um, but yeah, I think it's drop the regular season games, have a more friendly schedule, as in maybe your side plays twice a week. Um, we could still go for the same length um, that would stop kind of this whole load management thing that kind of Kyrie Leonard had kind of started but it definitely exists in the NBA it wasn't he was just kind of he probably maybe made it more mainstream um, less games where you're missing your star players because when you're playing twice a week as opposed to four games a week you're going to miss less games and then maybe the first round of the playoffs is dropped to a best of five because you've got ones versus eights and twos versus sevens and it's just and maybe a side that's come through the playing so maybe yeah, statistically they're going the eight seed is going home no matter how many games you give them really isn't it it's just a matter of chances are you'll get an upset every five yeah. years and and it is, you'll still get an upset in five games yeah if they're up for it it, it doesn't matter but they mm. yeah obviously the opportunity of having yeah. a few more games to try and get it done is nice but you know, you ever see when one seed is in trouble and you're like, it doesn't matter whether these boys fucking toss them or not, they're going out then in the second round, so might as well get it started mm. sooner, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the last one is... Right, obviously we had touched just on the Grizzlies there, so after the Warriors had sent um, that really nasty Grizzlies team home, I... So Steph was to win another championship this year, that would give him four. Four is like four is LeBron territory. Um but he doesn't have any finals MVPs, so if Steph was to win an NBA championship this year, uh, does that 
where does that leave you with with Steph as an all time great? Um, how high up the how high up the pecking order is he? Without all the the finals MVP awards from his previous days, Steph is a great for me because he's changed yeah. the game. And if you change the game, whether you like the change in the game or not, you have to be considered a great. Um, the finals MVPs for me are less harmful to his legacy than the Kevin Durant rings are. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, that's the one thing I'd say about these the playoffs. I think it's why I've enjoyed it so much more. All the sides that are currently still in are built. They're not bought as such. So they're not mad free agent signings. They've, they've all built from within. The Celtics have built. The Suns have built. The Mavs have built. Do you know what I mean? All these sides, Miami Heat have built. Right, they got Jimmy Butler, but when they got Jimmy Butler... He was after flopping in Philadelphia. Yeah, but Miami had drafted their core like uh, Abadio and uh, Tyler mm. Harrow, like mm. Duncan Robinson. They're, they're, they're all drafted players. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, I think Steph definitely has a chance of cracking, you know, top five, top seven all time if he gets another championship. If he gets a finals MVP too, then. Um, I just think the additional hardware starts to kind of knock you up maybe one or two spots what number did you lift, list him now yeah oh I said I think like top seven isn't out of the range for him like of all time but I don't I don't think top ten is you don't think he'll get into top ten I think low teens is, is where Steph will finish up regardless but I think low teens Oh, I think 11, 12, 13 I don't, I don't think know. he's cracked the impact he's had on the modern game now like it's just is it just too disrespectful not to have him in the top 10 though here's here's why he won't okay, the top 10 for this give me his signature and, and it's, 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 it's a very stupid reason but it's it, and it makes sense to me give me a moment Give me your moment to define Steph Curry. You can't because he's changed the game and he could drop 50 points in a night, but there's something about shooting the three ball that's not epic, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't have a flu game. He doesn't have a the shot. He doesn't have the run LeBron James went on against Golden State Warriors when they were 3-1 down. There's so many iconic plays. He just doesn't have that play. I that's probably why he didn't win finals MVP. yeah I think he needs kind of like a 50-55 point or somewhere in this stretch of games I just I don't think anymore it's about point no, though, but because I, I get what you're saying about his three point stuff because he just fucking hits so many of them none of them feel special anymore like you're no. trying to, you're like give me a moment and in my head I'm like what's the best it's like kind of isn't he's so fucking consistent mm. Mm. so that's why I lean towards like I want an explosion out at some stage in one of these games and the build up to the finals and if he wins it then obviously that'll be the game I think that we'd look back on to be like right here we go but 
yeah, he he obviously creates so much attention for himself that teams would rather take him out of fucking games in the playoffs than allow him to do that. Um, but I think, yeah, I personally think like top ten is definitely within his his reach if he was to win a couple of more. I just don't think I just don't think he, he'll finish top ten. I just there's easily ten players right now who are. Oh, you could make an argument that there could be fifteen. Like if you look at that top ten, and it's the, it's probably the toughest to, to like rank players, or like to uh, no one's top ten. It might be the same, but all the player rankings in the top ten would be different. It's that um, it's that competitive. But I just I do think he has a chance. Just need to see a little bit more out of him this playoffs. A little bit more. Sure. So, coach, is he awake? Yeah, has moved. Has moved. I mean, he said that for the last one, mate. Yeah, right? I was just falling asleep to the drone. You two don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we hand it over, let's let's Hot hear uh, rise and followers for for the eighteenth time this season. <laughs> Yeah, so it's hot or not. Um, <laughs> it, look, it was a very not week, I think, um, in the sport world. It wasn't, it wasn't Can I just say one thing? Yes. Calling it hot or not instead of rise or fallers is like calling it the Carbarero Cup instead of the fucking League Cup. Bring back the Carlin yeah. Cup, huh? Yeah, bring back the Carlin Cup. The wording cup. Uh, right, go yeah, on. Look, there wasn't a lot of hot things happening this week in the world of sports, in my opinion. Um but to kick it off, I'll preface it by saying, look, there is a little, there is a, a good bit of Man United content in this, and it's not because I hate the bottom feeder or because I want to jump out the window behind him tonight or, or, or any of that sort of crack. But there is a little bit of a little bit of Man United content. But first of all, obviously nine men, um, Everton today were denied safety um, with a, a, an impressive Brentford performance, to say the least. Can we now safely say that Burnley are relegated? No. No. So you... Leeds are... I'd, I'd say Leeds are in a... Everyone are safe. No, they're not. I, they're, not. No, they're not. They had to win today to be safe. There's three teams that can get relegated. But... Surely the results around today are, are hot for Everton. If... Yeah, but as things stand... I'm going to get the table up. Because that makes more sense. Right? So, at present, it's Everton 16th, Leeds 17th, Burnley 18th. It it goes in Everton 36 points, Leeds 35 points, and Burnley 34 points. But Everton and Burnley both have two games to play. Leeds have one game to play. So, I think we could potentially... Now, both sides, both Burnley and Everton could lose the midweek games. And then it's still a three-way fight out on the last day of the season to see who stays up. Everton are the safest out of them, though, no? They are the safest out of them, yes. Sorry, what I mean is, in your opinion, though, Everton are going to stay up. No, I'm taking Leeds, actually. I think Everton... I I think Leeds are going down. And the reason I think they're going down is not out of lust. Uh, I want to see them go down. Um, I just think how... Poor. Their discipline has been in the last few weeks. 
They got Luke Ayling sent off against us. They got Daniel James sent off against Chelsea. And those were games that arguably, when you're looking at your fixture list, you pick out the results. Like, not everyone does. Obviously, just big clubs are like, yeah, win, 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 whatever. But if you're in a relegation battle, you're looking at your last 10 fixtures and you're saying, right, we're going to we're gonna try and win them all, but you're going to circle three or four key fixtures. I think Brighton was a key fixture. That's a side of us that holidays booked. Yeah. And they lost Luke Ayling and Dan James, two of their key players this season, to stupid red cards. Stupid the Dan red James cards. challenge was actually particularly horrific. The da- the Luke Ayling one was particularly stupid. Yeah, so, he's running out of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, yeah, that's where I think, that's discipline, that's coaching, and that's probably culture. Which is gone since Bielsa left. Yeah, a lot of fans singing for Bielsa back and calling it the board on that one um, today. Mm. Um, okay, moving on. Philippe Coutinho, the man himself, the little magician, signed for Aston Villa this week. 17.2 million. Is this a hot move or a not move for Aston Villa? Bearing in mind, Barcelona have 50% sell-on um, for him. But at 29 years of age, he's probably going to go on a freeze. You'd imagine would be his next move. He has one great season. He's a great six months. That's where we are in football. Yeah, fair. But I mean, if he is, if he's a great season next season for Villa, where does he go though? Back to Barca. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't go back to Barca. Jesus, he goes back to Barca. They really are broke. But if he had a good season, he could go to Italy for good money, and he could tear it up in Syria. He could tear up Syria. I do agree with you there. Seventeen million just seems like grand. Like, Everton played. Everton paid forty million for Gilfie Sigurdsson. Where is he now? Compare and contrast those two people. Like, well, don't. Right. Well, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. Just at the time. At the time. Let's just look at footballing talent alone. Who's a better player? Coutinho. Coutinho. So. I don't see it that they won't get big money for Coutinho again. Coutinho is a style of play as well. It's not like he's a speedy winger. He can play a slow, controlled game. He can kind of control things in the middle of the field. He could probably play at least about 35. Play at a high level at least 32, 33. So he's arguably got four years left in him. At, at 17 a high level. million. At 17 million. That is an absolute bargain. Considering what you'd get for seventeen million now, right? If you turn around and just say, like, there's a young player on the market there, twenty-two or twenty-three years of age, and right, you're like thinking, yeah, he has all that resale value, but there's no guarantee. Let me There's no guarantee he actually fucking performs in the first place. You know now at this stage what sort of performances you can expect out of Coutinho, and for seventeen million, I think that's grand. Genuinely. Let me tell you something. I think there are some clubs. Who would pay 17 million for Rob Holding? Yeah. And he is terrible. As in, he's a, yeah, he's a terrible footballer. He's, nah, he just wants it's to a get his ticket at Holding after the. Uh, oh, oh. No. And no, he had a great terrible. game then, was it like two weeks ago? Uh, he didn't have a great game. He just scored a goal in the Premier League. His first goal the the match in the Premier League. And people lost their minds. Um, he's terrible. But look, such are the injuries kind of stay at the club at the minute. But my argument would be Rob Holding. We knew what he was five years ago. We should have sold him then. 
It's like United holding on to Harry Maguire now for the next six years. That's what it would be like. Haaland played his last home game for Dortmund this weekend. Um, we have seen big money signings flop. Just the, the preceded Philippe Coutinho, obviously at Barcelona. Is this going to be a hot signing or a not signing for Manchester City? Shit hot. And how hot can it get? Very, 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 very hot. Look, he's blinking there, like, curiously, right? The comparison is, right, he's coming from a farmer's league, right? Controversial. Farmer's league that fucking Timo Werner came from as well. And and Werner, you know, hasn't exactly adapted to Premier League life. But the amount of chances Timo gets is still shocking. He just Mm -hmm. can't fucking finish. Haaland... Haaland's finishing and Timo Werner's finishing are not to be compared. It, that boy is gravy in front of goal. The only thing I'm concerned about is like how many games he plays or like how healthy can he stay. I think like I think that's phenomenal business by City. Sass, I uh, <laughs> I think he'll be a success, but I think he'll oh, he has a. I think he's a lower ceiling if Pep Fraudiola is still manager of City. I think it's time for him to move on. He's been there six years. I think it's time for him to move on. Can't see it. Can't see it. Can't see it, but but I think he I think needs to. could be right, yeah. And it's madness to say it's someone who could like be winning the Premier League. It's very season. much a thing. Like We said this last week, I think. Pep is about Pep. Like, even just now, Sky Sports on the background. And he's in front of the West Ham fans getting down and bowing to uh, Mark Noble. And you're just... Why are you making this about you? You know that way? Like, mm. I just don't like that. Um, Shake his hand, say thanks yeah, for Yeah, piss off. Get on the bus I back up to Manchester. Um, Straight from the Sunday Mirror this morning, Eric Ten Hag targets Chelsea midfielder and Golo Kante as his first marquee signing in a summer overhaul at Old Trafford. Hot or not, should this happen? Wait, what was the source? The Mirror. What was the source? Yeah, next. Can we just play it just for the shits and giggles? <laughs> like... What was the quote price for Kante? There was no price attached. I actually think he's coming. He could go cheap because I'm pretty sure he doesn't have that long left in his deal. I mean, uh, I mean, the, well, look, there could be a feeding frenzy at Chelsea this summer. Yes, this is a sale that has to go through very, very soon. He would be a perfect uh, I mean, type of player for you know a cultural rebuild, even one in fairness. <laughs> I can just see him coming. I can just see him coming with a great reputation and in six months being absolutely terrible. Where's the one that? Where's he where's the candidate that won the title with Leicester? We want that one. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can see. I it mean, now. look, there's talk about us getting Frankie as well. Like, uh, I think City probably gonna snip him from under your nose. I. Why don't you just? Why don't you just take the player you have that's currently on loan, at relegation threatened Everton, and let Ten Hag get him back yeah, to where he was? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go after Frank? I think they're going to sign Frankie anyways. I think they're getting him too. They may as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, may, may as well get the lick and just get the old crew back together. And we get Dumfries as well. He's as well. Dutch too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just get the Ajax side that almost won the championship. We get back. Van Dijk past his prime too. What's, yeah. what's, what's class? Jan Huntelaar. <laughs> get him back. <laughs> Oh god! Newcastle. Plan- Abdominal still knocking about. 
<laughs> Newcastle plan to rival Barcelona in a battle to land Leeds winger Rafinha this summer. Is this going to be a hot summer for these headlines? Newcastle basically going head to head with everyone for every major signing. No. <laughs> Who's that source? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you. Because it's the mayor. I think if you're the chief sport supervisor or intendant of chief intendant chief sports writer for the mirror your summer got very easy newcastle linked with pick player out of hat pick player with i think there'll be a lot of tabloid headlines this summer i think until you see the little yellow box breaking sky sports news and you get a little notification from the athletic click the podcast description and get a month free trial of the athletic by the way goes to all listeners of the mid-season slump quality job um until you see kind of the player maybe doing keepy ups on the pitch or standing with the jersey, I think don't believe it. I think this summer could be one of the worst summers for this tabloid. Shit. I think he's a fair target yeah. for them though, to be Shut fair. Because he doesn't have to leave the I think he's a terrible yeah, move. I, I like I can see why they would go for him, but uh, the, if if I was Newcastle I'd be looking to learn the mistakes City made in the early period of their money where they just mm-hmm. bought good play, good players in the Premier League so let's buy good players that are currently in the Premier League and then hope that if we get enough good players in the Premier League we'll have a great side no like buy well buy good players DFA is facing criticism for Name considering rich. launching a non-fungible token collection as a growing number of league clubs make deals with cryptocurrency firms while the market sinks today we also seen the, I suppose, it's being aired that Champions League are coming out with non-fungible token as well. Where are we now? Is this hot or not, the non-fungible token crypto area? The new Chelsea owner it's was not. only talking about oh. that as well, that he wants to make that a big part of the global fan experience. Whatever the fuck that means. It's the only plastic club anyways, so I didn't know they had it. It is a bit of a disgrace though, isn't it? It's a very not area, if, you know for a fan like it's just so up in the air and you're asking fans to buy non-fungible tokens in the club to make money but like surely it's robbery on the fans see, particularly in, in see, Britain see you are going to make a minimum wage and now uh, the cost of living is going to the roof and you can no longer afford your season ticket well I'll tell you what why don't you buy your three tickets a season because that's all you can afford now pay your over the rate bills for Sky um, and BT Sports you can watch us when we are on the telly why don't you also chip in and get your non-fungible token on your minimum wage and get your kids a good education as well while you're at it do one that's where I stand on that give sport back it's, to the people up yours Premier League it's it's not great now <laughs> I can't say that after that <laughs> yeah he's just, done it yeah, all we, we leave that one this is what happened. This is what happened when you invite venture capitalists into sport. They act like venture capitalists. Um, and then Antonio Conte has been, you know, there's no headline to kind of perceive this or anything, but he's, he, should he stay or should he go? He's very hot at the moment at Spurs, but he was very not in the weeks leading up to it, and he seems to have come good the last few weeks. He's Where not, do we stand on he's that? He's not staying if he doesn't get backed. I think if he gets backed, it, they'll they'll be a really good team next year. But 
in fairness to him, he's he's a, well, he's an ignorant pig, but he sticks <laughs> to his guns. And if he's not going, if he if they don't back him this year, then he he'll he'll fuck off. I. My argument on this would be, and bear in mind, it's probably going to be a biased take, but I'll be honest with you. If you look at the Arsenal squad and the Spurs squad in a vacuum, Spurs squad is a lot better than ours. It just hasn't been playing as well as ours. So there shouldn't be a race for the top four, because Spurs should have it sewn up. We've been far too inconsistent. Um, and yet we could still pip them to the post. We just need to win our last two games. Against Newcastle and Everton, a side is booked on holidays and a side is battling relegation. They just have to beat Norwich. So, like, it is in their favour. Like, we it probably looks like we would maybe drop a point given the injuries across the back four. Um, not too optimistic about it, but it shouldn't be a race. The talent they have at their disposal, they should have. They've been scoring freely now for a while. Two weeks ago. But they weren't they weren't scoring too freely today no. against Burnley, let me tell you. It's a controversial penalty. Um so Yeah. That's this week's miserable hot or not. Yeah, it's just Yeah. It should, it should reframe it to depression or chronic depression. Um, but the other thing higher I, I actually had a <laughs> <laughs> And then next week's uh, <laughs> Transfer special higher will will Frankie De Jong go for higher or lower than one hundred million to Manchester oh, United? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Stop! I will go out the window. Um, just, I actually have a. I don't want to ruin or, or, or take the Sasquatch's you know glory here, but a, a minor. Have you seen this? Um, no, go on. Fire away. Take it away. Go on. Charles Leclerc. I'll give you two. Uh, crashing Nicky Lauda's Ferrari in Monaco this weekend and blaming it on the brakes. Um, a historic Ferrari car, 1974, uh, won the Formula One, and he spun out in the corner and ruined it. Um, so if you get to see that, have a look. It's uh, bad. It's not a bad crash, but he does wreck the back end of the car. He spins out and straight into the wall. So, <clears throat> well done, Charles. If you're listening, fair play to you, Charles. Um, I had another one I was throwing in as well um, and then basically the NRL probably for a different podcast on this network but the NRL Magic Round was on in Brisbane this week which is basically all the games this round are in the one venue brilliant spectacle for fans and stuff it's something like if we did it in the Premier League let me tell you it'd be awesome um, but basically just an incredible try assist um, this morning some absolute unbelievable dexterity and athleticism but I'll link it in the podcast below make sure to to a galley, is that his name? To a laggy, similar to Manu and yeah, yeah, yeah. the Union Brothers. Nice, um, but not related. I don't think. I just think it's a popular name, um, in Samoan culture. Um, but look, that's all for me. Two episodes left in this season, finishing up in time to have kind of a Premier League champion announced, and Champions you know, League winner. Announced. Not a million miles away from a Champions League winner. And you know who? Who else? What else? We 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 cover it all, baby. Um, it's time for it's all for me. It's time for me to change out my Lakers shorts into my Celtics gear. <laughs> it's all for oh, me. You got the um, <laughs> you got the Lakers shorts that became highly fashionable. No, at one point when LeBron James is picturing them. No, 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 no. I don't like Bronny. Uh, oh, 
I'd love a pair of them now myself. But yeah, that's all for me. And thank you. And good night.